and you, you have longer success, I find. You've got more loyal people, they come back. A lot of a lot of referrals. And then balance that with heavy, you know, strong creative marketing in today's world. I think you've got a, a perfect uh, perfect match. Hi, I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. This week, I'm speaking with Neil Avram from Havron Leadership. Neil's business focuses on new ways to develop your inner business leader. Neil offers solutions on how to lead a team as a realtor or how to lead your clients in real estate. All that by prioritizing human connection and outcome. If you're looking to be purposeful with your leadership, let's get to my chat with Neil. Neil, thanks for joining us on the episode today. Let's jump right in and tell us how can realtors stay on top of their game? Yeah, so I think the first thing comes to mind is because uh, in my uh, in the work that we do at uh, Haven Leadership, it's around people development and the human aspect of leadership and getting results. So in a wide range of both public and private uh, you know, sector uh, organizations globally. And I think the one thing is, is you know, around, for example, leadership is to put the human element in mind. If you tend to think of the other person and their needs, whether it be a, a client, whether it be someone that you lead internally within your group, if you have them in mind um, and tailor to what they need as opposed to what you need, I think that tends to kind of set the framework for effective leadership. Nice. So again, working with realtors, you would help them leading for their clients and leading for their team. How do you distinguish both of them? I think it's a combination of both. You have a, a team that you work on, work with, and a lot of times intact teams have common goals and strategies that they work. They have to work with each other, collaborate with each other to get common goals achieved, but then you have individual results, don't you? Like of, of, of individually success uh, within um, the organization or the, or the business that you're in. So it's always a combination. It's, it's how do you leverage the team to create a high functioning group around common goals and produce high results and that being very cohesive, but it's also having the one-on-one -on -one conversations with those team members um, to adapt to their specific needs. So it's still based on needs, but it's more of the collective needs of the group uh, versus the collective needs of, uh, of an individual. Yeah, I can see that. What's the number one challenges that your clients come to you with when they first start working with you? Well, I think it's the business and, and business could be anything. Um, it's, this, it's the things have changed, uh, the pace of work, the expectations, um, the quickness of everything uh, puts a lot of stress on individuals. And when people are stressed, leaders are stressed, um, they tend not to show up at their best, right? Tend to think of more of their personal needs. Heavy research shows that when people are stressed, um, empathy drops. So less care of the other person and more care of you and your needs and protecting, right? So um, think of that in the past two and a half years, the impact that had on how people may lead or interact with others um, to get the work that they have to get done. So th th to me, that's the one of the biggest challenge. 
The other is prioritization. You know, there's so much hitting people and so much things to do. You could be 24 seven in your business um, and, and never, never even have enough time in the, in the week. So it's how do you prioritize, uh, especially as a leader with, the, with your team, um, focusing on the right things and also are people continuously developing and, and building their skills? If you, if you factor in those two elements, um, then you're gonna have greater success. And you also wanna balance it with healthy workplace. Right, you know, people feel safe. People feel balanced, um, but still are efficient and and have high performance. Yeah. How do you help your clients shift their mindset from prioritizing or going away from their own needs and looking to others' needs? Yeah, it's a good it's a good framing mod as as far as the shifting the mindset because usually if you shift your mindset and the focus, behaviors typically follow. So. That's why I, I like to work more with teams and maybe leaders that lead teams, because collectively you can you can move the needle. You can get people to behave different, uh, hold each other accountable, um, and build strong skills towards the towards the group. So it's easy to get consensus in calm waters. It's then when things hit the fan and 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 reality hits them. Um, how does a team get strong enough where they can actually be agile? Um, and, and work effectively, depending on what comes you know, down the pipe. So um, very important, I think, to build those kind of core skills up front, things like, you know, being candid, but also being curious with other people's perspectives, you know, listening skills, asking questions, being candid, mm. right? Um, challenging different points of view. So those hard skills around conversations are usually the biggest challenge you know, especially when people have been on Zoom calls like this for the past two and a half years, uh, the human element has, has somewhat dropped a little bit. Um, so how do you get back to that hybrid, whatever that hybrid environment looks like? It comes down to core conversations that people have um, and how well they have them. What kind of tips would you have in, in terms of those core conversations, how to approach them or people who don't want to have hard conversation and they just want everything to be nice and yeah yeah you hear the framing of psychological safety in organizations where people will speak up if they disagree mm -hmm. or feel safe offering an opinion and and that really comes down to trust right so a lot of times as a leader you want to create that environment where people are trustworthy um, have a high level of trust will speak openly and so i think but the problem is people are are still you know kind of frozen in that old world of um do i really want to say this do i is this the, is this the hill i want to die on or it's, it's more comfortable not to so i don't so getting people to a point where they actually can disagree but also how they say it or a different view um but it's all around the common solution so it's not about the individual it's about the topic or the point right or the results that you want to achieve so it's a hard skill and it's it's one of those things that's a framing of dialogue, but it's also getting people comfortable enough to just do it. Everybody says they want feedback, they want people to be candid, challenge the status quo, whatever the framing is, but then people don't. Yeah. There are organizations I work with um, and teams where they get to the point where, especially in an agile world, or agile kind of structure with an organization, people do speak up. It's actually refreshing that people have a difference of view, um, smart individuals, the collective you know, strength of the group, as opposed to an individual leading needs to know everything. 
Yeah, helping each other collaborate, grow together, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because we have a, as a human, you know, we are, as an animal, we, we like the autonomy, like the freedom to make choice. And if you have the autonomy, it actually reduces stress. And so does the relationship. So you spend 30% of your life at work, right? So that's a lot of time around relationships, working with others, right? So I think there's that, that element there where people, when they do feel comfortable and they do start to speak up and it's encouraged as a leader, um, it really just starts to flourish the opportunities. You can get more done, yeah. more people align than the leader kind of pushing and driving and managing people as opposed to creating the environment where people are accountable. Collaborating. Right? are performing, but yeah, it's, it's the efficiency of that too. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, there's always different complexities of different industries, different business, how people go to the market, how they, how they speak to each other or work with each other. But still, it does come down to conversations around aligning on goals, achieving results. Too much time, I think, focusing on results. Results are the result of of doing what you're doing. So focusing on the skills that produce the results um, is the is the kind of a new kind of a, a lens as leaders need to have moving forward. I love that. Yeah, very fascinating. Very cool. One thing you mentioned is accountability. What would be your biggest advice for a leader to keep their team accountable? I would say the first thing is stop holding people accountable. It doesn't work. This isn't like a parent. I mean, people have have kids, right? They may have control at a certain age, right? But then they start to develop young young adults, right? So it, 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 the reality of accountability is you want to create an environment where people do have ownership, where they have accountability, right? So how do you actually, as a leader, you know, put into put into um, key points within the culture of, of a team or organization where people are trusting, they step up, they own it. Right. If they make a mistake, they, they, they call it and, and, and fix it. And so it's, it's really creating the environment where people are accountable as opposed to constantly managing people and, and you know managing and making them accountable, right? Following up, checking in, yeah. which then leads to over-managing, which leads to then um, not good behavior of the individuals and then, then performance problems or people aren't achieving their results. And, and then people focus on that as opposed to the building blocks to get them to higher level of success. Mm-hmm. That's a very great way to see it. Completely different than everything else we hear uh, about holding people accountable, keeping them accountable. Yeah. And, and I hope that... Um, I mean, there's not a great things that come out of the past two and a half years, but one of the things is people just slow down. You see people maybe moving on different choices of opportunities or business or keeping people because um, now they choose to, they had a chance to stop and think what they want to do. And then now they're going to do different, but there's a good opportunity for leaders to sort of reset. And I do see organizations doing that, like taking the time to go, especially around leadership development. Okay, we have all these programs and people and offerings and people go through all these trains, but, but what's the impact, right? Or can we approach things differently? So I think there's an opportunity there for, you know, organizations and leaders to kind of slow down to go quickly, right? Just have more intentionality in their leadership um, and the structure of the organization as a whole. Yeah, that's amazing. Intentionality 
in the leadership. Yeah. What would be the three more most valuable characteristic of a successful leader for you? Interesting. Yeah, that's a three, three, right? You're saying three, three. months. Um, <laughs> Um, and this is probably a learned behavior for me and still a work in progress is listening. Um, leaders need to listen more and talk less. You don't, you don't learn a lot by talking. Right. So it doesn't mean you can't be, you know, clear expectations, right? Which I think is one of them. The inability to set clear expectations of what great looks like and then helping people get there, right? That's sort of the framework. But setting expectations, especially in the complexity of the different you know, uh, types of business that people are in. It's um, people, you think people know the expectation of, of what they're supposed to do, but they really don't, right? So better, better quality of goal setting, expectation setting is key. And the fact that the one I mentioned at the first is really talking less, asking good open-ended questions, even leaning into more having the other person have the decision-making you can always adjust, right? You can always facilitate the outcome with someone and you come up with it. So I'm very supportive, but I can also adjust if you're stuck and be more hands-on. So, but really talking less, listening more. Um, yeah. I think this, that's the, the big one, setting clear expectations. And, and then and the connection component, you know, not just like the one-on-ones or check-ins because you, you were made to or told you should have check-ins with people, but it's the human check-ins too. Right. And, and having a dialogue with someone around where they're at, what they're struggling with, how's it going, especially now paying more attention to health and wellness and, and signs that people have gone through a lot. Some people have, have been on a have put on a brave face, but still you see impacts now in the workplace of the past two and a half years of people, you know, so-called dealing with it. Um, so I think paying more attention uh, to your people, um, how they're doing. What they're struggling with, how they're progressing, are they developing? Again, going back to the original point I made is having the other person's needs more in mind of your own. Yeah, the other person's first. Yeah, and that could be a client too, obviously. And in, in in as a realtor, right? I mean, just you know, are you are you focused on on selling the home, or are you focused on making sure the home is right for the people? That you're actually providing the service to so it's that shift in mindset and, and long term i find the more time i'm i'm focusing on the right solution for my clients and and what is good for them and who cares about what it looks like right now or the investment considerations it's more about what's the right solution and then together let's figure it out mm -hmm. right? yeah. design something so and you you have longer success i find you've got more loyal people they come back a lot of a lot of referrals so um to okay. me that's and then balance that with heavy you know strong creative marketing in today's world i think you've got a, a perfect uh, perfect match yeah i think focusing on the outcome what's best for them will get you the referral in the long-term business makes sense yeah. like do you focus on I, I i must tell the truth though now at this point in our development of our company um I have, I'm less focusing on revenue, although I have revenue targets. It's more around the business and I've got, got a lot of clients I work with, a lot of referrals. But early on, you know, I could say I, didn't, I wasn't focusing on day-to-day -day cash flow, which I was and how much money I was making. But then once you get to a point where you can actually just focus less on that and focus more on the solutions or 
the results you the, the, you want to achieve with the people you're providing service to, and then the money will follow, right? It's the it's the result of what you do. Yeah, the right intentions like makes yeah. the outcome yeah. and the revenue come in. It's tough. When you, it's tough though when you are scrambling to make money, right? In the early stages of a, of a new position or role, that it, in some industries are, early, are more challenging than others for sure. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's a balance, I think, you know, especially early on, but that's sort of the ultimate goal would be to get to a place where you're not focused on just revenue or commission. You're focusing on, you know, the work, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So when somebody is looking for leadership development training or books or tools, what do you refer them to before they come and talk to you? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think understanding sometimes people don't know what they want. Um, or they may have a need, but then it works into something else. So, so we always say just like a like a conversation of what are the main challenges you're facing, the issues the business is facing, or the individuals like leaders, what are they facing that is that is wrong um, or difficult, and then pull it back from there. And I think it's important to have that that thread through the behavior into results as well. What are we trying to achieve ultimately? What's the goal? But um, and then what does that need to look like? So usually we back it up uh, from what is the, the best practice performance? What does that look like exemplar? And then, and then move it back into specific behaviors, conversations that people need to do that mm -hmm. will start to influence that level of performance, right? So it's good to have a, a, a dialogue up front. I, like, I love the conversations I have with clients up front, just, to, just having a dialogue with someone around um, business challenges, problems, you know, and and just figuring out together what that might even look like. Yeah, I love it. Start with the challenges and then work your way through yeah. <laughs> solutions yeah. to help them out. Very cool. There's and there's always challenges, right? There's always change and challenges and do more, right? Um, so I, but I do think that uh, we have opportunity to slow down, right, and be more more intentional prioritize the things that really matter that drive the highest value and then focus on those we have too many things on our plate and and things are constantly new so you have to kind of you know kind of filter those i think uh, as a leadership team because mm -hmm. uh, people can work hard you know do a lot of work perform but get the results and as opposed to doing a lot of things okay yeah not yeah. A lot. Very cool. And where do we find you? Where are you located? How do we contact you? Yeah, well, it's on, uh, so we have a website on uh, havenleadership.com. It's uh, We have an office in, uh, in Burlington, Ontario, but I would say most of our clients are uh, U.S. Uh, we have um, probably 10 or 12 clients that are global, different industries, public, private sector. I do some not-for-profit work as well, school systems uh, when available, right? So always want to you know kind of give back a little bit in, in those regards but yeah so like yep you can reach you on our website at uh, havenleadership.com and uh yeah that's that's where we live thank you so much thanks for joining us on the episode today and for sharing all those amazing tips my pleasure Maude. nice to meet you nice to meet you take care thanks for joining if you know anyone who could benefit from this episode please share